Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. Good morning. And happy Advent! Today is the first day in the season of Advent, which is the four weeks leading up to Christmas, where we, the church, prepare for the birth of Christ. In godly play, the way we describe it is, the church learned a long time ago we need a way to get ready to enter or even come close to a mystery like Christmas. The church sets aside four weeks to get ready, This is such a great mystery that it takes that long to get ready. In these four weeks, as the world all around is getting decked out with lights and cheerful colors and the music and the delicious foods, here in our services, we start our observance on a slightly different note. We'll get to the exuberant joy, and this place will be decked out with the flowers and the music, and there will be a palpable feeling of Christmas. But we begin first in darkness, in longing, in the shadows of despair. We see this in our gospel reading for the first Sunday in Advent. Here, Jesus gives a strange prediction about terrible things that are coming. For the community that Mark, the author of the gospel was writing to, this was describing events that had very recently happened. The suffering refers to the Jewish uprising that was crushed by Rome, and the destruction of the temple, the sacred center of the world for the Jewish people, had also been destroyed. Living in the rubble with their central convening place for spiritual life and connection and tradition just all of a sudden gone, and that dream of freedom that much further out of reach, we can imagine just how hopeless it must have felt for Mark's community. Yet this was the place in this total darkness that Mark proclaims his good news. Now, to our ears, this good news in the passage might be hard to pick up on, with the sky falling and the moon going dark. But this was a form of poetic and prophetic writing that Mark's audience would have recognized. In the ancient world, in times like this, where it seemed like the forces of death and destruction had the upper hand, the response was to imagine a future where God comes to the rescue in a fantastic way, righting wrongs, setting the paths of the wayward straight, lifting up the poor and the oppressed, bringing in a new era of love and justice. 
Now, writings like this are referred to as apocalyptic texts. Apocalypse meaning showing or revealing. So in other words, in this text and others of the same genre, it's about God revealing or pulling back the veil between heaven and earth to show the restoration that is to come. It is to say that, yes, the desolation is part of the story, but it is not the end of the story. Behind the scenes, God is making all creation new, a reconciled and restored world that we will one day be part of. For Mark's community, this vision of God coming to them in this way would have given comfort and hope. It would have also helped them understand what they're supposed to do in the meantime. Jesus says, as you wait for God's coming, stay alert, be mindful. In other words, no one knows when or how God's revolution of love and justice is coming, so watch for it, wait for it, so that when it does, you will be ready. Now, as we think about what was happening to this group of people 2,000 years ago and what they were going through, or as we think about the suffering in our world today, the consequences of war, violence, of human indifference, so many people around us going through great hardship and loss, we might wonder, is it too much to ask what Mark is asking us to imagine? The veil pulled back to show a world that is whole. Is that too much to hope for? Would that be naive or disconnected from reality? But we must keep in mind that hope is different than positivity or being optimistic. Author Henry Nouwen says, optimism is the expectation that things, the weather, human relationships, the economy, the political situation, and so on, will get better. Hope is trust that God will fulfill God's promises to us in a way that leads to true freedom. This is at the heart of what our faith is as well. When the authors of the Gospels and the letters were writing, when they talked about faith and belief, it implied trusting and giving your heart to something. Faith and hope are about trusting what's behind the veil, that it is coming just as we journey towards it. Can we believe can we trust and give our hearts to and hope for the healing and wholeness of all things? Can we bear the alternative? Some of the most influential people in history have shown us what, it's look, what it looks like to look into the darkness and to maintain hope. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote extensively about injustices. In his sermon at the Washington National Cathedral in March of 1968, the last sermon he would give just days before his death, he talked about it quite honestly. 
about how 40 million people in America at the time were poverty-stricken, how two-thirds of the world went to bed hungry. He spoke of how emancipated slaves were told, you're free, but given nothing to start from, told to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, while at the same time, land was being given away liberally to white European settlers. But in the very same sermon, he maintains, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. King saw and named the darkness for what it was, but he also saw God's pulling back the veil to reveal God's dream for humanity. And he asks us to see ourselves as active participants, co-creating with God towards being the beloved community of all people. In the season of Advent, we go into the darkness to acknowledge it for what it is, and also to give ourselves space to be honest about where we're experiencing it. But we go into the darkness also because this is where grace arrives. And because in these shadows are where we, as people of faith, are called to light candles of hope, peace, love, and joy. To quote King once more, when days grow dark and nights grow dreary, we can be thankful that our God combines in his nature a creative synthesis of love and justice, which will lead us through life's dark valleys and into sunlit pathways of hope and fulfillment. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints, or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.